Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Ready, Just call me Swanny. Finally, Clemson Sports Talk has come back to drive time. Hello, everybody. Lawton Swan back in the saddle. Once again, it is the show that shakes the Southland. Clemson Sports Talk out of the gates. Michael Felder from Stadium joins the program. He's on Twitter at In the Bleachers. And In the Bleachers, Michael, is where the Clemson Tiger faithful sit. And they are bitterly disappointed after a 4-3 and three start, my man. Hope you're having a great week. And uh, looking forward to talking with you a little bit about Clemson and, and Florida State. Now, I want to begin with the roster uh, to a degree at FSU. And again, I'm not that, not saying that I need you to be, you know, dialed in on the last five reading classes and every single player that they got in and transfer portal in left and right. But I think people from the outside looking at it preseason would have said, "Hey, if, if there's a team that might have the talent." that uh, would surprise you and perhaps even challenge Clemson. Maybe it would be Florida State if Mike Norvell could get those guys playing the right way, just strictly from a historical sense of what FSU's been able to do on the recruiting from the past. Where are they with a, uh, you know, as far as their roster right now as they head into this matchup with Clemson on Saturday in Death Valley? They like the skill positions, right? This is a team that they've obviously decided we're going to be a team that runs the football and they run the ball pretty well. They have the last couple of weeks. So they like those positions. The problem for them, and it's been the problem for them for five years, four years, has been five years. It's been the offensive line and, and, and being able to find ways to create that. So like, it's one thing to like Deshaun Corbin or Treshawn Ward to, to like Jordan Travis even. Uh, and then obviously the addition of um, McKenzie Milton. I think they're pretty excited for what happens with Chuba Purdy in the future. But the reality for them is not the 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 the, the high profile names. It's the the, the offensive line. It's the 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 ability to, to to be strong through the middle. And so when you look at on the defensive side of things, Kier Thomas, Jermaine Johnson, these are all edge guys. Same thing with Amari Gaynor, edge guys, guys on the edge. It's about being stout through the middle. And so they don't have, you know, a um, now I'm drawing a blank on the name uh, guy that used to play. They don't have an Eddie Goldman, right? They don't have. Yeah. Even a uh, even a Marvin Wilson, they don't have even a um, you know a, a, a big tough guy that sits there in the middle, and that's going to be interesting to see if that's something that Clemson like maybe Clemson can get a reprieve on you know on running the football because they're not as stout straight through the middle as as they have been in the past. But at the same time, offensively on that offensive line, they're going to have it's going to be a nightmare. It takes time to fix that because you can't just as Clemson has learned, you can't just shuffle pieces around and think that that's going to make 
you can't shuffle chairs on board on, on the deck and things like that to stop the ship from sinking. And I think that's going to be really interesting to see how they attack that. And I, I'm curious to see how Norvell attacks that from a, from a recruiting standpoint, because offensive linemen are remarkably unique recruits. Um, they don't draw the same fanfare um, from huddle pages and social media edits and scoring touchdowns and highlight packages and all that. They don't draw the same fanfare as a wide receiver or a defensive back or even a linebacker, or obviously a quarterback. So recruiting them is different because offensive linemen are, they have to be kind of massaged and finessed and they have to feel comfortable and feel like it's a unit and feel like it's the best shot for them. Feel like it gives them the opportunity to get to the next level. And that's the part that's going to be interesting uh, for both schools. So to me, that's the part of the roster where they've been deficient and it's the hardest part of the deficiency to fix. Not just because of how you recruit offensive linemen compared to other players, but also because if you're not putting guys in the league, yeah, it's really hard for them to think that, hey, this is the best spot for me. And then it also takes – it's not just getting a guy, right? You can get a Sammy Watkins, and he can t- t- change your entire game. You can get a C.J. Spiller. You can get a um, Dalvin Cook or a um, Jameis Winston, and that changes the game for you. With offensive line, you can't – it's not just a guy. If you, have, if you have one good offensive lineman, you don't have a good offensive line. You just got one guy that's got a future. And that's the big part that's going to be interesting to see how Florida State is able to navigate that with, under uh, Norvell. You know, you think about this Clemson team, the expectations coming into the season. It's got to be a, a, a maybe the right term is a deflated locker room at this point. I mean, you're a former player. When you have such high hopes coming into a year, and then you're you're four and three and staggered. And this too, I, I think you know. And and you certainly, I'm not saying that you wouldn't know this directly, but you know the the North Carolina teams you were a part of, Michael, were never uh, in that same Good. realm that Clemson is as far as back to back college football playoff. You know all that stuff that exists now that didn't exist when you were playing. But I mean, how difficult you think it is for these guys to sort of navigate what they're going through right now, which is some pretty difficult time. Yeah, I think the so we weren't ever good when I was at UNC. And you give me four and three any year, I'll take it because that means we got a chance to win two more games to get to a bowl game. But I think at the end of the day, for them, it's it's about listen, this isn't the year that we wanted to have. This is the year that we're having, and we have to figure out how to make the most year. And I think there's a some sort of combination here of yes, pride, uh, because for a lot of guys, it's their last season, um, but also yes. Still trying to get to Charlotte's going to take some help, but still trying to get to Charlotte. Okay, how can we do that? Uh, it's also the idea that, hey, I can't put crap on tape. So I got to play as hard as I can because I still want to play in the NFL. And if I put some garbage out there on tape because I don't get to go to the playoff this year, then guess what? I'm, I'm costing myself money. So I think it's a combination of team and self and uh, readjusting. Uh, at the end of the day, you got to readjust your, your, your expectations. And I think that's a coaching thing. That's also a leaders on the team thing. And the reality of it is, and this is, this is one of those things that's been, I have been very curious about this. And, and I've talked to some guys who, who played, you know, who were not just better than me, but on more winning programs than the program I played for. And at the end of the day, they're devastated when they don't get to where they want to go, but you also have to recalibrate. And because 
four and three, guess what? There's a lot of places where four and three is good. Where four and three feels good. Where four and three feels like, oh man, <laughs> we're doing it. And I'm not saying that Clemson is one of those places, but I think they do have to take a page out of one of those places' books and realize, okay, we're playing for something different than before. Because there are a lot of programs across the country, they start out hoping to get to four and three through seven. And the goal is, where do we find our next two through the next five so that we can get six? And I think for Clemson, it shouldn't be that dire uh, with respect to this year, but it should be something where they're like, not the year we wanted, let's figure out what we can do because we're going to make the world hate us next year when we come down, come out here and, and set this thing on fire. Michael Felder is on Twitter at in the bleacher. So Michael, I'll ask you something. I was talking about this late in the program on Wednesday and roster management, right? Is such a unique thing at this point. First off, you've got sixth year seniors that are on some of these teams. Yeah. You've got every player essentially with a COVID-19 year that they can take and have an extra year back. You've also got now this transfer portal, which affects things. I mean, Clemson is going into their matchup with Florida State this weekend with the two freshman running backs, Will Shipley, who just returned from an injury, Phil Maffa, and then the third string guy right now is going to be longtime Clemson running back, uh, Darian Rencher, who earned the scholarship during his time at Clemson. Now, what I want to ask you is this. In this era, it's a, it's kind of a it, – it, it may just be unique to Clemson. But currently in Tigertown, Will Sweeney, Dabo Sweeney's son, is on a scholarship. Drew Sweeney, Will Sweeney's other son, is on a scholarship, neither of which had offers coming out of high school. Now, both Venables boys are also on scholarship, mm -hmm. but they were offered coming out of high school. Either way, I'm asking, are, are we at a point in this industry or with this sport where – spots on the roster at such a premium with scholarships and the portal, et cetera, that a coach who makes the money that Sweeney makes should consider not having his boys on scholarship and just writing that check. I don't, honestly, I don't think it matters a ton. I don't think that those are the two spots that they're looking for, you know, in terms of, I don't think that's hampering Clemson from doing anything if they were to do something in the transfer portal. Uh, and listen, if they, they, they earn it or they deserve it, then you get it. And that's the way that it works. So for me, it doesn't bother me nearly as much. Like who, who are they missing out on by having those guys on scholarship, I guess would be the question, because it's probably not somebody that anybody knows their name anyways. And right. I think that it's going to be, I think the squeeze of the sixth year and the COVID year is going to be more interesting, not with those roster spots, but with guys that are in high school right now and how they manage that. That's the big roster management question when we get to December, when we get to February. That's going to be the answer. And I don't think that those two guys being on scholarship or those four guys, if you want to include Venable's kids, if you want, I don't think those four are going to be the issue because the issue is going to, become, the issue is going to come from the top, not the bottom, right? And so they're going to get the guys that they want and they're going to keep the guys that they want it's just going to be a matter of how many of those guys they can get. And again, I don't think that those numbers are the ones that are going to squeeze them. The squeeze is going to come realistically. That squeeze is probably going to end there. Cause look, those guys will, if you ask them to give it up so that we get that it's going to help us win, they're going to say, yes, that's what I think they're going to do. it. Right. They're going to do it, but that's not where the squeeze is going to come from. So the squeeze and the, the problem is going to be, it's a kind of a two, twofold problem, right? you got to look at what you have, what you can offer, and how many you can take. 
because we've seen Clemson in what the last like six, seven years, we've seen them take very small recruiting classes because of the lack of attrition. And that's not the same thing that other they take the maximum number all the time. Uh, Clemson and Stanford are the only two like super like big names to take 14, 16, 17 person classes. Everybody else is trying to get to 25. Sometimes they get to 30. But the squeeze is going to come when on the back end of that, when guys do transfer. We saw we saw a little bit of it with was Jordan Williams, Niles Pinkney, uh, Darren Kendrick. We, like we saw those those were the guys. And so it doesn't matter what the Swinney kids or Venables kids do. When you lose those guys that are kind of count as quality depth for you, that's where you kind of get squeezed because, oh, if I knew you were leaving, I would have taken so-and-so. And that's going to be the part that's going to be pretty interesting. As far as the ACC goes, uh, I mean, Pitt down in Clemson this past Saturday, I, I know that uh, the college football world is on fire to see the Tigers essentially eliminated from the ACC championship game. Whose league is this, in your opinion? I think um, Wake and Pitt are probably the two most compelling teams. NC State remains mercurial in terms of who they are as a program and who they are as a football team. Uh, you can't like it's interesting because them losing to Miami, nobody was happy with that game's results. Miami fans want a loss so they can get rid of Manny Diaz. NC State fans want to win so that they can continue to be <laughs> carry the flagship for being up in front of the ACC, the Atlantic Division. Nobody's happy with the result of that game except Manny Diaz because he's a little getting becoming a step closer to keeping his job. Um, but I think Wake and Pitt are the answers. Um, two of the top 20 offenses in the country. Um, Pitt is really phenomenal. I think they're in the top 10. Wake's in the top, like, I think they're, I think Wake's 16 as of today. And they're, they've got two quarterbacks that they trust in Sam Hartman and Kenny Pickett with Wake and Pitt, respectively. They have the ability to score from distance, which is incredibly important. Pitt's a team that, for me, I give a little bit even more credit because they have a defensive head coach and they want to play good defense and they want to be a defense first team. And they've completely flipped that on its ear and been able to play offense forward football. And Kenny Pickett's remarkable. I think he's really, really good. And I'll say this, I've said it all the time. Nobody's faster than Kenny Pickett. There isn't a faster player in Kenny, than Kenny Pickett in the entire country on either side of the ball when you when he is trying to get out of bounds and not get hit. The guy turns on this extra gear that <laughs> I have not seen before, and yeah. it is remarkable to watch. Well, look, I tell you, the, the, the way that game played out was about like I had it. And I know Clemson Tiger fans are, are disappointed, but, you know, this offense just continues to have so many struggles that, uh, it's it's difficult to to really put your finger on. I mean, if, if it's it's DJ one place, the wide receivers the next, and you know maybe Clemson's just had it so good that yep. the Tiger faithful and those of us that have had to cover them forgot that this is what it can look like to play college football. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But you know, when you listen to the coaching staff, uh, I mean, it doesn't feel that way. I mean, even when they start talking about some of the other teams that they've had in the past, it's never kind of been, I, I, is, the, is the word discombobulated? Is that a fair statement for what it's been for Clemson? I mean, it, it, is there going to be a week that this is going to get straightened out, in your opinion? Or 
are, is this just destined to be the the final, you know, games of the season are going to be Clemson looking like they are uh, just out of sync? Yeah, I think that just getting on the same page is rough, and they they've got some core issues that just don't allow for it. I also think that I mean we're let's, it's it's almost November. The guys on the defensive side are tired. Yeah, and they're exhausted, and there's something to both the physical because we're seeing all of them. They're all everyone, every single player on that Clemson defense is hurt. They're all hurt. They're not all injured, but they are all hurt, and. Those guys are pushing through. Like, watch Nolan Turner wrestle around with his um, Douglas restraint uh, pre-snap to try to get it to a place where he feels like his arm is in a better position. It's something that I noticed because it's something that I also have gone through. So it's one of those things where they're all hurt, but they also know if I'm not in the game, we don't have a chance. And there's something that goes that physical stress. They're playing more snaps than they're used to playing and playing more snaps from a deficit that they're used to playing, which is a completely different brand of football. Uh, they're used to being out in front. It means we're playing in pass coverage, which means it's a lot less physical. Now we're seeing teams lean on them all game, right? Because they know that now Clemson has to play from a deficit, which means you're going to get leaned on. There's going to be more violent and you have to make every tackle because if you don't, you might be the one that gives up the touchdown. We saw Nolan Turner. We saw, um, oh my goodness, 23. We saw him give up a touchdown. Oh, Andrew Booth. Yeah. And that's one of those things where mentally, and, and this is the part I don't think folks realize, and and, and, and I will equate to uh, like a Michigan State football team uh, when they went to the playoff or when they, were, when they were soaring, right? Your defense had to be so good, so perfect, because offense could not make up that ground for you. And there's a mental strain that comes with that that is what manifests itself physically, and we're in that zone for right now where they are exhausted they are mm. tired and this is speaking specifically to the defense they're exhausted they're broken physically they're beaten up and they just want some help from the offense and the offense doesn't seem to be able to provide that help and so they just have no they just gotta they've gotta they've gotta drag their bodies out there and get it done like i would love to see what practice looks like for them because i'm sure they're saving reps any way they can so that guys aren't colliding aren't collisioning so they can save some of that energy in the tank for saturday but on the other side of things, there's probably a level of frustration. Nobody went to Clemson. None of these guys went to Clemson to score 17 points in a game. Right. They didn't go, they didn't go to Clemson to do that. And so I think it's an issue of, and this is, you know, I'm armchair quarterbacking here. Maybe there's an issue of dialing something back because everybody's pressing so hard. We see the pressing hard that leads to those interceptions, Right. You press so hard that leads to the fumbles. You press so hard that leads to those mistakes. Everybody's like, I'm going to be the one that's going to make the play. When the reality is the reason a lot of those Clemson teams work from an offensive standpoint is everybody did a little thing. And the little thing led to a big thing. Amari Rogers wasn't making, he didn't make hero plays, right? What he was trying to do was just, I'm going to get open on this slant. If you hit me, you hit me, but I'm going to get open on this slant. And if you hit me, guess what? Then I get to do what I do. And I think that's going to be the key for them is going to be figuring out a way to make the problem small. This is something that I've thought about a lot from a football standpoint, from a life standpoint, but if you can make a problem small, it's way easier to solve a small problem than it is to fix a big problem, right? But if mm. you make a problem small, 
you can fix it. If you leave it big, it becomes overwhelming, and then you press, and as you press, you don't get anything done. So then the key is going to be back to basics, make things small. And it's not about the other team. They have more talent than the other team. It's about their talent gelling, meshing, working. And so that, to me, is a, sort of a way to make that problem small to figure out how they can maneuver through this. And we talked about this before, but they don't, they don't have an identity. So they've got to figure out game to game who their idea is. We talked about, I talked about a lot of times for the first four weeks of the season when Florida State was 0-4, we talked about that too. They, they don't have an identity. So every game they had to morph. Florida State has now found an identity and that identity is running the football. And for Clemson, they've got to figure out who they are, what's the thing they do the best. And it might change game to game, but they've got to do that so that they can find a way to generate offense if for nothing more than to keep that defense off the field for a little while longer. Again, catch Michael Felder here each and every week. And, of course, on Stadium. He's on Twitter as well, at In the Bleachers. Michael, my man, always appreciate you, buddy. It's always great, man. You take it easy. We'll hit a quick break on a Thursday afternoon here on the show that shakes us out. It's your chance to win $1,000. Text the nationwide keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in the nationwide contest. That's WIN to 200-200. Now, Columbia's most dependable traffic, sponsored by Pope Davis Tire and Automotive, home of the best tire prices in Columbia, guaranteed. Fox Sports Radio 1400 traffic. Look out for a wreck on Garner's Ferry at Motley, also an accident on Lexington Hills Parkway at Lake Drive. The 103.5 FM WVOC traffic tip line number is 343-1055. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Is finding the right candidate slowing you down? Cut straight to your hired with Indeed. Their hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in the same place. To find your next great hire, visit Indeed.com slash credit. The world is upside down and millions of Americans are out of work. Debt keeps rising and yet taxes and interest rates are at historically low levels. What's going to happen next? Oh, I don't know. Space monkeys could arrive. Times like these, it is important to do your homework and be prepared, especially if you're near retirement. Hi, it's Glenn Beck. This is not the time to go it alone and hope for the best. I want you to call Pat Struby today and find out what he can do for you right now. Do what other families just like yours have done for over 20 years. Call the team at Preservation Specialist. Call 803-9-RETIRE and schedule a complimentary phone or video consultation. Pat Struby and his team at Preservation Specialist are local and independent. Their focus is you and your retirement. So call 803-9-RETIRE. Schedule a complimentary consultation and be prepared for your retirement years. 803-9-RETIRE. Glenn Beck has been remunerated and is not a client. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Capital Inc. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Guys, now there's no excuse. Peak Performance for Men has helped thousands of men overcome erectile dysfunction. The question is, what are you waiting for? Live the life you want today with a free consultation. No medication, no pumps, no needles, no pain, no surgery, and absolutely no downtime. Just non-invasive acoustic wave therapy that will have you back to your natural form. That's right. Now for a limited time, a free consultation. There is no risk. Fix it for good with one phone call. Call the Columbia office today at 803-302-8181 or find them at peakperformanceformen.com. Why wait? Enjoy your life to the fullest. Peak can make the difference. Call 803-302-8181 and get your free consultation now. 
That's 803-302-8181. Peak performance for men. Chris Domine is a husband and a father. Chris is an athlete. Chris is even an Iron Man. But 10 years ago, Chris was facing a very different story because his kidneys were failing. Basically, the doctor said, if you don't get a kidney transplant and if you don't do dialysis, you, you are going to die. Fortunately, Chris received a second chance at life, made possible by an organ donor. You know, your well-being changes from loss of hope to hope to better times ahead. More than 100 million people in America are registered organ, eye, and tissue donors, people of every age and ethnicity, because they believe it's the right thing to do. Imagine what you can make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Welcome back to Clemson Sports Talk. Join the show in the chat room at clemsonsportstalk.com. Back at it on a Thursday afternoon. You know, yesterday, we didn't get a chance to get to this, but Brad Brownell sat down with the media and had a chance to talk about several things, including, you know, when you lose a guy like Amir Sims, some of the leadership roles on this team in 2021. Yeah, certainly Amir was an outstanding, I mean, he was an outstanding everything. He was an outstanding player, incredible career um, in terms of points, rebounds, assists, all those things, but equally as important as a leader and, and, you know, just a guy that, that you could really count on day to day uh, in terms of practice habits and building team and caring about team and, and leadership. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a group effort. Hunter Tyson, I think is our returning senior has certainly taken a big step forward in that role and, and been a, a good mentor, uh, especially to the two grad guys, I think. Um, I think a lot of guys on our team have a lot of respect for Hunter because of the way he's developed through the program and kind of earned his spurs. And by the way, he started to play uh, at times last year. Uh, I think he's a, a good player who's going to have a good senior year. Uh, and I think, you know, we're trying to get Alamir Dawes and Nick Honor, two of our, our guards that we're counting on for a lot of productivity to uh, take a little more uh, ownership and leadership role in the leadership role. Uh, probably not as natural for them as some other guys, um, but they've got to come out of their shells a little bit. And I think they're starting to do that. So there's Brad Rydell kind of talking about this Clemson team. And again, it, it's going to be, I think, an undersized group, no doubt. It's good to hear Hunter Tyson's name as one of those leaders because I do think he's got that ability. Uh, but offensively, you know, it is a guard-driven league and lengthy, rangy guards, I think, are going to continue to give this Clemson Tiger team trouble but you got a couple of guys in Nick Honor and Alamir Dawes who can make plays I mean that's that's already if you can find that but I just don't really match up against some of the bigger teams in the league but here's Brad Brandell talking about what Nick Honor and Alamir Dawes can do this year I think Nick needs to really I really believe that Nick and Al in some ways um, will determine a lot of our spirit uh, I think Amir was kind of the guy that led our spirit last year. And what I mean by that a little bit in basketball, you're, 
your 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 guards are always the balls in their hands when you have it to start every possession, and then they're guarding it to start every defensive possession. So we need those two guys to be extremely active uh, defensively and aggressive defensively to set a tone um, initially for our defense. And if those guys do a good job in that area, I think it really helps the other guys uh, with how we want to play defensively. And so just getting those two guys to continue to be um, ball hawking guards and guys that are disruptive and play with great energy and communicate better. I think we need them to communicate at a little higher level. Um, that will be a, a great start for us defensively. Brad Brownell was also asked about uh, a guy like P.J. Hall, the big man who had some moments a year ago. Uh, but I think, uh, again, a lot of Tiger fans kind of look at this team now minus Al, excuse me, minus Amir Sims and recognize that I mean, you're going to have to have some substantial play on the interior because Sims did it all. It wasn't just points and, and assists. I mean, he was one of your big guys on the boards as well. And here's how Coach Brownell said P.J. Hall has developed this past season. Or, or, or during, I should say, this offseason. Yeah, very pleased with P.J. Um, he has battled a little knee issue, and so that's that. he was out a couple of weeks with that uh, early on. Um, you know, but really think it's his, his time to take a big step and uh, excited to watch him uh, have the opportunity. He's worked really hard. Um, you know, he's his body looks much better physically. He's... I think in a better place than he was a year ago, you know, mentally he's, he's excited about the opportunity. He's worked really hard for it. I think he he's looking forward to it. And now he just needs to get some more game experience. He needs to see the ball go in the basket a few more times and just gain some confidence. But, um, you know, I'm really happy for him and excited for him and look for him to, to do a lot of good things this year. You know, one of the things that we've talked about here on the program and written about over on ClemsonSportsTalk.com is the lack of size that this team's had. This team has. I mean, I mentioned it earlier, just with the guard play. And here's what Brad Brownell had to say. Uh, just his perspective was on the size of the team and the tempo that they'll have to play with offensively. People look crazy different. Like we're not going to all of a sudden, you know, um, you know. One thing is, if you do that, and PJ's not going to be involved as much. Um, you know, he he's got a lot of things he's really good at. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But he's not a guy that's going to run up and down the court, you know, faster than everybody else um, on a regular basis. So we got to be careful that we make sure we're using him. But we're certainly going to try to, you know, on misses, we're going to try to push the tempo and we're not afraid to shoot quickly. I, I think that's a common misconception I, that that we somehow always play slow. That's there's all kinds of film where we come down on one pass and shoot um, in transition on misses. Now we don't always blow it up on makes um, and rush it down and play quickly on a made basket by our opponent. But on miss baskets, more times than not, we're going to try to we're going to try to move the ball down there. If we feel like we can get something early, we'll, we're more than happy to take it, be aggressive, and and certainly when you have have some speed with guys like Nick and Al and 
Chase is fast. I think those are guys that can play uh, quickly in the open court. Hemingway can get down there and get some open shots. We're going to try to do some of those things. Brad Brownell again, talking about this Clemson team. Final thing, uh, he was asked about the transfers, David Collins and Nas Bohannon's and uh, Nas Bohannon and, and their role coming up this season uh, for this team. Still, I, I think everything's still up for, you know, up for debate. We're trying to see who plays well in what situation and, and just want some consistent play. I think um, both guys have been, been productive and shown good things. Um, you know, they're going to be out there a lot. There's no doubt about it. Um, whether we start them, I don't know yet. Uh, one, both of them, none of them. Uh, but, you know, I, I like the way they've approached things. I like their maturity and physicality. Um, so, yeah, they've been welcome additions to our team. So there you go. Some of Brad Brownell here on the show that shakes the Southland. 803-450-0086. Clemson Sports Talk each and every afternoon as you make your way around the great state of South Carolina and beyond listening to us on Fox Sports Radio 14 under the Midlands and around the world on the iHeartRadio app. By the way, if you hadn't, head over to YouTube, tinyurl.com slash Clemson Sports TV and hit that subscribe button there as well. Let's go to 700. Let's get to 700. We're getting ready to come back with the live videos. Let's get that number to 700 before we come back live. Hopefully, that'll be in less than a week. Let's do it. Stay with us. Ready to get your home insanely clean for fall? Zero Res cleans like no other. No harsh chemicals are used and no sticky, soapy residue is left behind. Right now, get three rooms of carpet cleaned for $119. Plus, when you mention this station, you'll get a hallway clean for free. Schedule online at ZeroResColumbia.com. Calling all sports fans. iHeartRadio is the exclusive audio streaming partner of the National Women's Soccer League. For the first time ever, you can listen live to the biggest league games on NWSL Radio on the iHeartRadio app. The action kicks off Saturday, October 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern when Kansas City takes on OL Reign. And then Sunday, October 31st at 2 p.m. Eastern as NJNY Gotham FC takes on Racing Louisville. To purchase tickets, visit nwslsoccer.com slash tickets. Stream these games and get up-to-date highlights exclusively on NWSL Radio, only on iHeartRadio. For 28 years, the professional staff of the Hobbs Group and Hobbs Group Advisors has been dedicated to helping others achieve their financial goals by delivering quality, objective financial and accounting solutions to a diverse client base of individuals and businesses all over South Carolina. We offer tax and audit services, bookkeeping, payroll, litigation support, employee benefits, personal financial planning, investment management, and insurance services. Please call us at 803 555 or visit our website hobcpa.com to learn more about our people and services. It's fall, y'all. Stay cool with this wilsonsair.com weather update. Heavy rain dying off overnight. Tomorrow, we'll see temperatures top out in the mid 60s with scattered showers. For Channel 25 ABC Columbia, I'm Chief Meteorologist John Farley. This report is sponsored by the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. At the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program, they cover more federal employees, retirees, and their families than any other health plan. Now it's time to see what they can do for you. Learn more about healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash we can. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila... She, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. 
C. Take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. It's now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D. Help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T. F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke, fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Broadcasting from the TrueCar.com studios, this is Columbia's Fox Sports Radio, 1400. Thursday afternoon, Clemson Sports Talk. I don't care when you're listening. You might, oh, I mean, I do care if you're listening live, but I'm saying, I mean, if you're on the podcast, it's a Friday. I, you know, what's the old saying? Suck it up, buttercup. Like, I don't know another way to do it. I guess I could stop saying what day of the week it is. Would that be better? I mean, does that mess you guys up? Like, I hate it when you have one of those days where you wake up and all day on Wednesday, you feel like it's Thursday. And then by Friday, it feels like it's been the longest week in the history of mankind. I mean, am I messing you guys up? Listen, you podcast listeners out there, love you, mean it. You guys are incredible. Let me know, though. I mean, does that bother you when I give out the day? <laughs> Sorry if it does. But, again, it is a Thursday afternoon. Clips of Sports Talk. Lawton Swan with you here. And the reason we do that, well, of course, because we're live on the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio 1400, also available on your Amazon Echo and your Google Home device. Dabo Sweeney yesterday coming off of the practice fields as Clemson prepares to host of Florida State Seminoles, of course, Tommy Bowden, who joins the program tomorrow at the 4 o'clock hour, will be in Death Valley, and we'll catch up with him to get his thoughts on making a trek back into the venue that I've been talking about him going to and, and being supported. Man, listen, get on your feet for, for Tommy Bowden. Yeah, I know you didn't win an ACC championship under his, under his tenure. You didn't have the level of success that you won under his tenure. It, could have, it was a roller coaster at times as well. But still, he brought Dabo Sweeney into the program and back into college football and recognized Sweeney's ability to be a top-level head coach while he was still an assistant. We heard about that from Tommy, I guess, a week or two ago. Nonetheless, 
Here's Dabo Sweeney as the Clemson Tigers get set to take on the Florida State Seminoles. You know, back in 08 when Sweeney took over from Tommy Bowden, Bobby Bowden gave it to the Tigers pretty good that season, 41-27. And then in Bobby Bowden's final season in Tallahassee back in 2009, Dabo Sweeney and Clemson won 40-24. And, of course, uh, Bobby Bowden being recognized this Saturday in Death Valley uh, for his uh, – contributions to the game and also Tommy Bowden will be in attendance who hired Dabo uh, to Clemson. Here's Dabo Sweeney's thoughts on uh, those moments in his time uh, as uh, Clemson's head coach getting his first victory over the Seminoles. Well, he, yeah, he whooped us in, in a uh, way for sure, but he was awful nice about it. Uh, you know, he, he was very polite about it, uh, but it was pretty special. Uh, you know, to, I mean, you're talking a man I have great respect for one of the greatest winners that this, this college game has ever seen. And, uh, and so to be able to, you know, uh, get that win in 09 was, was special, was special for our team and where we were. And that we started out two and three that year, as you remember, and then we won six in a row. And, and that was such a, a huge, huge win for us. It was a great moment. That was, that was DeAndre McDaniel's pick and, and uh, quarterback trying to tackle him and all that stuff. That was just a great night. And he was, uh, very gracious, and and uh, I think that was his last. I think that was his last season, if I remember correctly. And uh, That's right. you know, so uh, we didn't we didn't win much, but but I was able to to get the last one. Uh, uh, but to get one against him was that was uh, that was a tall order, and uh, you know, again, just just thankful that I had a chance to know him and uh, spent a lot of quality time with him, uh, and. Uh, you know, just just even further grow appreciation for uh, uh, who he was as a man. Coach, when he was also asking about the fact that Clemson and Florida State have won 10 consecutive ACC championships combined and whether or not neither of these teams competing for an ACC crown right now took anything off of what this matchup means. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's Clemson-Florida State. I mean, it's a huge uh, game, uh, has been you know, forever and will be forever. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Just so much history between these two. And, uh, you know, at this game, yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, not necessarily, you know, for the lead in the in the division, uh, but it's Clemson, Florida State, and it's a it's a huge, huge game. They got a, they got a really good team playing really well. Uh, they got a lot of good players, and uh, it'll be a heck of a game. So, as I said earlier in the week, man, we need to, we need, to, we need to really have uh, the Valley at its best, and we need to be at our best as a team and uh, you know, see if we can find a way to win this game. It's important to a lot of people. Sweeney was also asked about the fact that Tony Elliott mentioned how much this game meant to him, and he was asking, does he have to kind of remind the players of you know, the significance of this matchup? Oh, sure, yeah, absolutely. I mean, every week, whoever you're playing, you know, if there's any type of you know, history or whatever, you're always uh, – you talk about scout report, you talk about, you know, you know, this is a this is one of those games that's every week's important, but this is one of them that's just is special uh, because there's always, uh, like I said, there's there's just a lot of history there. And, uh, you know, all the way back to my first one in '03, which was a magical night, and, and uh, you know, had had a rough year that year. We, I mean, we were, we were five and four, and uh, just gotten you know, our tails handed to us at Wake Forest, and uh, you know. We got the number 
two or three team undefeated Florida State coming in here. They were really, really good. That 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 probably cost them a chance at a national championship that year. Uh, man, our team just rose up. And, and old Charlie Whitehurst and, uh, and our defense did a great job, held them ten points. Charlie Whitehurst, and Derek Hamilton, and Aries, Kevin Youngblood, Tony Elliott, and man, our backs, Chad Jasmine, and that group. Uh, man, we we had a we had a heck of a night. It was one of the, one of my favorite memories. Um, and uh, and then you know kind of got it rolling there. I think, I think we had played Duke after that. Went six and four, beat Duke seven four, and we had a great day at Carolina eight four. And next thing you know, you're in the Chick Fil A and play number six Tennessee and had a great finish to the season. And uh, but it started, you know, with that game. And uh, you know, this game is is the type of game that can really uh, give you good momentum and confidence because both teams have, you know, a lot of good players. So there you go, Dabo Sweeney as Clemson gets set for this matchup. And again, tomorrow, Tommy Bowden will be on the program. We've had some great conversations with him this season and look forward to an even a more fantastic one than we've probably had all along, knowing that he's getting back into uh, Death Valley this coming Saturday afternoon. 803-450-0086. Speaking of interesting, man, you got you got to stick around for this. Dabo Sweeney was asked about the 2003 season where Clemson beats the number three ranked Florida State team, possibly saved Tommy Bowden's job. That was Dabo Sweeney's first year back at Clemson, or first year at Clemson and back in college football. Hear what Coach Sweeney had to say about where he might be today had it not been for that victory and then the run that Clemson went on to close the 2003 season. We'll hear that next on the show that shakes the Southland. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you shopping for a new home? With a zero closing cost mortgage from Cap Center, you could save thousands of dollars compared to other lenders. This is my third time using Cap Center. It's always a completely painless experience. I can't understand why anyone would use another company to pay closing costs. Cap your home buying costs. Visit CapCenter.com. Equal housing lender. Visit CapCenter.com for rates, savings, and offer limitations. This ad contains real client feedback voiced by actors. NMLS ID 67717. NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Hi, I'm Alicia Kaufman-Quentin. My daddy, Billy Kaufman, opened Kaufman's Meat Plant at our present location in 1955. My family still works hard every day to ensure fresh quality cuts of beef, pork, and poultry. How about a tasty T-bone, ribeye, or New York strip steak? But to order at Kaufman's Meeting Place, just look for the signs near the intersection of US-1 and I-20 in Lexington. Call us at 356-0076 to place your order. Kaufman's Meeting Place, when you want the very best your money can buy. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's 5000 50000 or 500000 we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-2073. Don't lose hope. 
TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today and call 800-575-2073. That's 800-575-2073. Or you can visit us online at tra.com. The way you set up the tree, how you hang every light. The holidays are what you make them. Make them even more with Lowe's. With everyday low prices on pre-lit artificial trees starting at $99 and Christmas lights at $2.98. Even festive inflatables starting at $14.98. So you can make your holiday twice as nice, twice as merry at Lowe's. Home to any budget, home to any possibility. While supplies last, available on Lowe's.com everywhere about 1028 through 113. Wake up to Wendy's and get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss breakfast croissant for just $1.99. Made with fresh cracked eggs and served on a hot buttery croissant that's fluffy enough to sleep on. Uh-uh, it's time to wakey-wakey. Hit the Wendy's drive-thru and get your bacon or sausage egg and Swiss breakfast croissant for just $1.99. That's a better breakfast for just $1.99. Only at Wendy's. We got you. Limited time only. U.S. price and participation may vary. Third-party delivery prices may vary. Not valid in the combo. I'm Colleen Wolf from Thursday Night Football and Good Morning Football Weekend. And I'm Ricky Hollywood from around the NFL and the broadcast. On our new podcast, Split Ends, Ricky and I will be coming to you every week to talk about all the important and unimportant storylines in the football world. Join us for the stories on and off the field that matter. We'll break down games, news stories, tweets, interviews, whatever it takes to cover the ins and outs of the NFL world. Listen to Split Ends on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mothers Against Drunk Driving supports victims of drunk driving, drug driving, and underage drinking at no charge. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. That's M-A-D-D dot O-R-G. A grand in your hand. Yes! Win $1,000 every hour. At least 12 chances every weekday. Oh, my God! A grand in your hand on Fox Sports Radio 1400. The show that shakes the Southland, the people show, Clemson Sports Talk. Lawton Swan with you on a Thursday. So we don't typically do this on the show. We do give you some audio, and we've given you a good bit of audio lately because there's been a lot to get to. And and with Clemson being <laughs> with Clemson being four and three, uh, best you hear from the Clemson Tiger coaching staff and the players than you hear from me, simply because they they can give you the scoop on what they're thinking, what they're feeling, and what's going on inside the program. You know, this team's rolling along like a sewing machine. It's easy for me to come in here and pontificate about it. But I want you to hear what the, these guys have to say. But, man, Dabo Sweeney was asking an interesting question yesterday, and I think you are going to be fascinated by his response. You know, that year, Clemson got beat 45-17 to 17 by Wake Forest. And I think most people in that moment would have said, all right, let's pack it up. Don't worry about it. Tommy Bowden, appreciate you. I, I mean, it was not looking great. Uh, for Coach Bowden at Clemson. And Dabo Sweeney was in his first year in Tigertown. Had Clemson gotten beaten that night by a third-ranked Duke team, maybe maybe Dabo Sweeney's out of coaching for a second time in his 
career and possibly who knows where he goes from there. Clemson, however, would beat Florida State 26 to 10. They would go on to wallop Duke 40 to 7. They beat South Carolina 63-17. That's the price of one year subscription, by the way, on ClemsonSportsTalk.com. And then they would knock off Tennessee in the Peach Bowl 27 to 14 to cap off a, an unbelievable run. They go from five and four to nine and four, win four games. Uh, and that was a third-ranked Florida State team and a sixth-ranked Tennessee team. And it really uh, kept, I, I think, Tommy Bowden from being fired. Here's what Dabo Sweeney had to say about, you know, the what-ifs of that if they had lost to Florida State and uh, whether or not uh, that could have been the end of his time in coaching. Well, I would have never got out of coaching. Uh, I always had the coaching bug, but we got fired uh, at Alabama, and Dennis Franchoni didn't, didn't keep me. Uh, so I didn't have a job, and I tried to get a job uh, from December to February and, you know, that, that first year I was out in uh, 01, but didn't get a job. I didn't get hired. Um, and so next thing you know, I've, uh, you know, in the coaching business, you just have a very short window to get a job. And it, otherwise, you know, it's rare that you get hired in May. Something crazy has got to happen for you to get a job in the summer. So if you miss the little window, it's like you're out. And so, you know, I didn't get a job. And so I was out and, Whatever, 30 years old and uh, uh, just turned 31, I think, and two kids. And, uh, you know, I, I, a contract running out, I had, to go, I had to go to work. And so I was very fortunate that uh, uh, Rich Wingo had reached out to me about a job. And so that's how I got into that. I started that April of 01. And, and you know, one season turned into a second season. And same thing the next year. I, I didn't have an opportunity. I, there was a couple of jobs. Uh, and I was doing some high school stuff and some, some consulting and clinics, and things like that. But I never lost the coaching bug. I, I just, uh, God hadn't opened the right door for me. And so, you know, however, you know, 18 months later, uh, the door opened at Clemson. And I knew this was the right door. I knew it was the right place. I didn't really know why. Uh, and then you start out five and four and, you know, um, there can be some doubt, but I didn't have, I knew God was in control and I knew he brought me here for a reason. And I just trusted that. So I just, you know, kept the faith and, uh, you're probably right. Um, you know, I was building a house at that time. And, uh, I remember going out and meeting with my builder after that Wake Forest game, the week of the Florida state, I went out at lunchtime. Uh, cause I came here, I, I didn't come here and rent. I came here, bought a lot. And I'm gonna build a house. And I knew it was, we weren't in a good situation and, as a staff or whatever, and uh, maybe why Tommy hired me. Maybe couldn't get nobody else. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, we were in the middle of building a house, and, and I went out there, and uh, during lunch, the builder needed to meet me about something, brick or something, and, and I, I, I'll never forget it. I was walking away, and, and he stopped me, and he, he said, uh, he said, listen, Coach, hey, you know, I just want you to know, if, you know, we're getting ready to play Florida State, undefeated, number three, whatever, and uh, – you know, he said, uh, hey, things don't go well, you know, the rest of the way. Listen, I just want you to know I got somebody to buy this house. And I'll never forget it. It made me mad. I was like, hey, let me tell you something. We're moving in this house, okay? <laughs> we might live in here for a month. We might sleep on a mattress. in the, But I had just built that same house in Alabama, the same house for eight, nine months, and was two weeks away from, from moving in it when I got the job at Clemson. And I've done packed my, you know, here we go, and, and, so now I've come here, I've built the same house again. And, uh, and you know, and I, I just, I, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew we were going to move in that house. Uh, and we were going to stay there for a while. But anyway, uh, yeah, that was an unbelievable fork in the road. 
you know, that's life. Uh, but hey, God's always got the right answers. He's got, he's got the, the plan. It's never on our, it's never our plan. Uh, it's always his plan. And man, I'm really thankful for that because I've had a lot of plans along the way that I'm really glad they didn't work out uh, because God had a better plan. And I think as people, we always sell ourselves short. You know, we, we, uh, we limit ourselves by how we think uh, or, or by what other people, you know, uh, say to you or feel about you or, or whatever. Uh, and that's, that's not how God intended it. Uh, so, you know, it was an amazing time. It was a blessing. And, uh, you know, I remember that whole week. I'm like, we got enough to beat these guys. And, and it was just a magical night. And, uh, you know, we got it done. And, man, we got to run. All I know is Coach Bowden, you know, we went from five and four to nine and four, beat number six, Tennessee. He got coach of the year. And, man, they might have wanted to get rid of him, but they didn't have any choice to give him another contract. And what that meant was Sweeney's got to move in that house. And, uh, and we lived there for 14 years. Uh, we stayed in that house uh, before we, we moved uh, in uh, 17. So that was uh, great memories, you know, some challenging times that year, but, uh, but great memories, and it made us better, no doubt. I mean, what a story. Like I said, we don't typically just run four minutes of audio for no reason. I mean, that is a great, great story. And again, we'll have uh, those notes up over on ClemsonSportsTalk.com. As a matter of fact, you can head over there right now uh, and check it out. They're actually already up for you. Uh, again, what a cool moment to hear Dabo Sweeney tell that story. And again, can't wait to talk to Tommy Bowden here on the show that shakes his Southland Clemson Sports Talk when we get up with him tomorrow. Uh, about his trip he'll be making up to Clemson uh, the first time on the field at Death Valley uh, since he was the head coach for your Clemson Tigers back in 2008. All right, hour number two coming up. We'll be joined by none other than Roddy Jones from the ACC Network and Sirius XM, plus our good buddy Tim Beret, Clemson historian, legendary Clemson SID, joins us as well. Stay with us. Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan on Columbia's home for sports. Fox Sports Radio 1400. Now, Columbia's most dependable traffic, sponsored by Pope Davis Tire and Automotive, home of the best tire prices in Columbia, guaranteed. Fox Sports Radio 1400 traffic. Look out for a wreck on Garner's Ferry at Motley. Also an accident on Lexington Hills Parkway at Lake Drive. The 103.5 FM WVOC traffic tip line number is 343-1055. This report is sponsored by the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. At the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program, they cover more federal employees, retirees, and their families than any other health plan. Now it's time to see what they can do for you. Learn more about healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash we can. There's a hot new podcast we think you'll like. Variety's Strictly Business. Hear candid conversations about business deals, strategy, and the future of media and entertainment from industry A-listers. Hosted by Variety Business Editor Cynthia Littleton and Co-Editor-in-Chief Andrew Wallenstein. And once a month, Executive Editor of Music Shirley Halperin will join the conversation to discuss the business of music. Listen to Strictly Business on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Lawton Swan here. I was hanging out in the backyard with my son Mason a couple of years ago and he said, Dad, you're the best father ever. When I asked him why, he said, because when I go outside to play, I don't get eaten up by the bugs anymore. Imagine that, me a hero when all I did was call my good buddy Trey Powell at Mosquito Joe. With their routine service plan, no more bugs and no more bites. Make yourself the family hero. Call Mosquito Joe today, 803-223-7916. That's 803-223-7916. Outside is fun again. 
Way back when, Colombia was a vast dining desert, a wasteland for fast, fresh, authentic southwestern food. Weren't nothing bundled up nice and warm in a tortilla. Colombia needed Diablos. Southwestern the way you want it. The real deal, with no shortcuts in quality and served up as fast and fresh as you want it. Diablo Southwest Grill, Sunset Boulevard in Lexington. DiabloSouthwestGrill.com This is Namdi Asamoah. I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles, but what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? Because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me, or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better. And kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me in United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council, and the National Football League. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A teenager. Learning the lingo. Today, I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. WCOS Columbia, Fox Sports Radio 1400, an iHeartRadio station available everywhere on our free iHeartRadio app. Number one for music, radio, and podcasts all in one. It's time for Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Please call me Swanee. Tiger style. Tiger Hour number two. That's drive time right here on the show that shakes the Southland on a Thursday afternoon. Tim Bray coming up in just a few minutes, but first, and Rodney Jones joins us here on the program. 
Roddy, it is an intriguing year, but not in the right way for Clemson Tiger fans and uh, even Dabo Sweeney and company. A four and three start. They got Florida State coming into Death Valley on Saturday afternoon. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, you kind of joked about the fact that you had to work the Miami North Carolina game, which was the preseason Atlantic Coast Conference, uh, I guess, Coastal Division Championship game in a lot of respects. And for those Tiger fans and Seminole fans, this is a game that they've always kind of foreseen being the one that will decide the Atlantic. That doesn't appear to be the case this year. Uh, but what do you make of the Seminoles as you've had a chance to kind of watch them for the Tiger faithful that maybe have not been able to catch Mike Norvell's bunch outside of maybe their matchup with Notre Dame earlier this season? Uh, well, first off, they're a much different team than they were then. This is a team that uh, has really say you want every single year. Um, but certain teams like come out and they're very mature from the start. Uh, I would say Wake Forest is that this year. Like, have they gotten better? Yeah, sure. But that was a team that was like kind of a finished product as soon as they stepped on the field. Um, Pitt, in somewhat the same way, at least offensively, kind of a finished product when they stepped on the field. Uh, but a team like like Wake, uh, excuse me, a team like Florida State was very much still in the in the dough phase, if you will, if you're talking about a bread or a, or you know a baked good. Uh, they were a bunch of raw materials that they didn't quite know how how they were going to work together. Uh, they very well could have beaten Notre Dame. They lost that absolutely brutal game against Jacksonville State um, and, and ended up losing their first four games. They was a team that's sitting at 0 and 4 and is now sitting at 3 and 4. So the thing that Clemson fans should be know should know about Florida State is they're playing a lot better. And, like, I'm pretty close to saying they're a good team now because offensively they figured out what they want to do. They want to run the football. They've decided on Jordan Travis. They've got two excellent backs. I mean, Sean Tucker is really, really good. These two guys, Jayshon Corbin and Treshawn Ward, are right behind them. They've got some talent at receiver uh, with Pokey Wilson and, and uh, Malik McClain especially. Um, and a guy in Jordan Travis that is electric with the ball in his hands. So I've been saying for a few weeks, there's a couple of teams that nobody really wants to play right now that, that early in the year you, you did want to play. One of them is Florida State. The other one's Syracuse. But one of them is Florida State because defensively on the defensive line, they can get after you. Jermaine Johnson's an ACC Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Uh, they've grown up a little bit in the secondary and at linebackers. So, they're a dangerous team, man. Like, this is not the team I would want to see if I was Clemson right now. So, uh, and, and, you know, I didn't really like the matchup. I, I thought, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I, I know it's not what it was with Bobby Bowden. I know it's not what it was even with Jimbo Fisher uh, during his run to a national championship back in 2013. But I've never felt the cupboard was, quote, bare at FSU. And I always felt like, that if they could get the right coach, get the right kind of buzz behind the program, I mean, they could be a, a threat to Clemson anyway this season. But now, with Clemson not able to really score more than a couple of touchdowns each and every ball game, I mean, this could be a, a significant move for the Seminoles or a significant opportunity, maybe the better word, for the Seminoles if they could find a way to crack through this year against this Clemson team that's dominated them recently. Yeah, look, you're, you're on to something there with the cover not being there. I will say they have the wrong mix. Like, they, they, they were heavily, um, in terms of talent-wise, they were heavily slanted towards the skill positions um, on offense, mainly receiver and running back and Cam Akers um, and, and, and uh, 
and, and think guys like Jamari on Terry who didn't get drafted, but that was of his own boneheadedness more than more than talent. Um, and, right. and, and on the offensive line, they were terrible, to be honest with you. So while the cupboard wasn't bare, they had some defensive linemen that just didn't play hard. The culture of the program didn't let those guys get better. Uh, now they are extremely young, but they're pretty talented. And, and on the offensive line, they're older, which they were young and bad before. It's really the same cast of characters uh, for the most part with a couple of inflections, but they're older, more mature, and they figured out what they do well. Like, they're not great pass blockers, but they're a really good run blocking team. And they've been seeing it, it looks like they've been hearing the same message now for two years, and they've been allowed to grow and get better and develop. And that's exactly what they've done. The dangerous thing for Clemson is as much as they like to move on the defensive side of the football, the twist, the stunts, the slants, uh, all that stuff, Florida State, they're, they're, they're going to run just about every different type of run scheme in the book and run it pretty well. And if you're moving that much, they'll be able to gash you every once in a while. And when those two running backs get to the secondary, they can make guys miss. Like even a team is as good as tackling team as, as, uh, as Clemson is, uh, they're still going to make some guys miss, break some tackles because they're that good. So um, I, I, it's a, it's to me, it's if you can stop the run consistently, then you've got a shot in the game. But that also comes with you can't give up big plays in the run game. Like you can't have have Florida State have ten carries for you know twenty yards and then one carry for sixty because that's how they're going to be able to score. Roddy Jones with us now. Roddy, are you daily on SiriusXM right now? No, I. I uh, I don't think I'd be able to handle it. I'm on Mondays, and then on Wednesdays, we've got a, a show called The Breakdown that you can also find on the SXM app. We've, uh, we've done a breakdown of a couple of the Clemson games, including this past week's game against Pitt, where Brian McFadden and I kind of look deeper into the games, which is fun. So, so Mondays and Wednesdays are the days you can hear me on series. So there you go. Now, here's my question. At this point in the year, nobody's 100% healthy, right? Everybody's a little bit banged up. But Clemson's defense, you just talked about that Florida State running game and the way they're kind of clicking right now. Clemson's defense has got to be tired, Roddy. I mean, they've been out on the field a lot this year. I mean, how much of an advantage is that for Florida State, just knowing that Clemson's guys, their legs have to be a little bit tired at this point? Uh, I do think it's an advantage when you have a defense that's worn and when the depth has been eroded some on that defensive side of the football. Oof. Yeah, I think it's a bit of an advantage. Um it's like Florida State has the ability to do a lot of stuff. If they feel like you are lagging, then they'll go tempo to lock you in to a certain personnel group. If they feel like they need to shorten the game, then they can slow it down uh, as well. Like Mike Norvell is super multiple with what he does and just about everything. And while the entire playbook is not in, yeah, I think there's some validity to that. Now, it's still a really good Clemson defense. You know, even if they take a step back, it goes from being a top 10 defense to a top 20 defense. So, so it's not like they're going to bottom out. But, but yeah, sure, I, I think the number of plays that you played really accumulated over the course of the season does start to wear on you at this time of the year. Yeah, I think that final drive by Pitt taking off, what, like seven minutes and 56 seconds to essentially yeah. end, well, not well, to essentially. The fact that Clemson had the ball for a little under two minutes in the fourth quarter of that game, <laughs> like that's wild to me. And, and and you know I don't want to I don't want to harp on what everybody already knows, but but like you never see Clemson in a situation where you've got a chance to get a stop and get the ball back in the fourth quarter and and, and with eight minutes left or whatever it was, yeah. And Pitt's able to take a knee at the end of the game. 
Uh, now, again, like it's because of a penalty on a third down stop, which again, you never see from Clemson. Like I, I don't think I've ever seen that sort of just crucial unforced error from Clemson. So maybe it's the frustration, you know, I don't want to blast Justin Maskell. I know he's playing hard and he's just, you know, he's emotional about getting the stop, but it's very unclemson like from what we've seen the past, what, 10 years. Yeah, I don't think Maskell will do it again. Just, <laughs> just it didn't look like he was. I hope a, not. <laughs> it didn't look like he was in a good way with Coach Sweeney uh, after that. Roddy Jones with us here on the show. And Roddy, you know, this season for a lot of teams is really around the league have really been uh, taking a moment to honor the legendary uh, head coach at Florida State, Bobby Bowden. And with Florida State coming into Clemson, certainly the connection between Dabo Sweeney and Tommy Bowden and Bobby Bowden and their relationship. And, uh, you know, Tommy's a guest on my program every Friday, and he's really great because he can give me the insight. Like not many guys can tell you what it's like to have the keys of a power five football program. And especially the one that I talk about all the time too. So it, it's a unique connection that th these two guys have. But when you think about the elder Bowden's legacy on this league and on the sport, I mean, what comes to mind for you as a guy, of course, who went to Georgia tech, but you know, about a guy like Bobby Bowden and his impact on this game. Well, I think um, in, in where we live and in what I do, uh, Bobby Bowden made the ACC get serious about football. And, and I think you have to give a lot of credit to Gene Corrigan, um, who was the, who was the uh, commissioner of the ACC at the time, for really foreseeing that you needed a football power, a, a consistent football power in the conference. You know, that's not to say that you didn't have great teams. Like, obviously, Clemson had great teams in the 80s and, and in the 90s, and, and Georgia Tech had, had great teams in the early 90s, and Virginia had teams. But there, was, there wasn't a team that had the national, that had earned the national respect and that had earned the national cachet of a Florida State. And when they came into the league, their run of dominance made the rest of the league take notice. And it made the rest of the league have to get serious about football. And honestly, like, if, if you want to look from a, from a much more macro level, if, if Florida State never joins the league and goes on their run um, that, uh, that, that they went on in the, in the 90s and into the early 2000s, I don't think the ACC is around anymore. I really don't. Mm. I think it had. I think it would have gone the way of the Big East because at that at the time where where Florida State was who they were, uh, we had just gotten past that when you're having negotiations with a Miami, with a Virginia Tech, with a Boston College to join the league in the first round of conference expansion. So if Florida State doesn't have that run, and you don't have them in the league. Does Virginia Tech decide to join? Does Miami decide to join coming off what those two schools had just done at the time? And if those two don't join, does Boston College join? I don't think so. Like, I think if, I think if you're a league sans Florida State, Miami's looking at the ACC at that time and like, no, I don't want, I don't want to do that. I'm going to go do something else with someone else. Um, and, and I think you could say the same thing for Virginia Tech when they decided to jump. And, and, and again, like Boston College as well. So, so I think if you look at a macro level, I'm not sure the ACC exists without the success of, of Florida State when they joined the league, without them joining the league and then having the success they did. And a lot of that is attributed to Bobby Bowden. Roddy Jones with us here on the show today talking about 
this Clemson and Florida State matchup. All right, Roddy, we we hadn't really talked about the the elephant in the room, and that of course is the Clemson offense, and, and they'll enter this game with just three scholarship running backs available. Are you surprised guys don't just stick it out instead of leave the program? Am I surprised? We see it everywhere, so so um, so no, I'm not I'm not super surprised. I, I don't like it, obviously. Like, I mean. Wes and I did the spring game with Eric Macklin. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, and we talked about the running back room in particular as being probably the, the deepest in the conference. And that was before we knew that, that you know, Phil Moffa was going to be what he was. And we knew that Will Shipley was, you know, we knew he and Will Shipley were, were good, but like they hadn't proven themselves. But you had Chesley Lucy and you had Len J. Dixon. Right. And you had Mikey Dukes and, and you had, you know, uh, Kobe Pace. And, and so, it, that was a, a room that, that could withstand some attrition, and, and they had to. Um, so while I don't like the fact that guys transfer midseason, I actually hate it. They're like, stick it out, sit there on the bench, take your humble pie if you're not playing, and, and, and figure it out the next year. I, I see what guys, why guys do it if they've only played four games and they want to save a year. I would love it if they like, talk to the coach. I'm like, hey, coach, I would love to stay with the team. Please don't play me anymore. Um, now that gets into a sticky situation if a coach calls you in, but I think there needs to be some understanding there. Uh, but look, I I think I don't, I don't want to go too deep into stuff, but but I think the question that should be asked is why are all these guys transferring? Uh, and and we asked that for, for, you know, if it was any other school, I would be saying, Hey, why did the running back room all of a sudden have a mass exodus? Uh, so I would ask that. Uh, so, so I feel like if I would ask it for any other school, I have to ask it for Clemson. Why have you had this mass exodus of the running back room? Is it simply guys uh, feel like they're not going to get their touches? Or, or is there something else there? And it, and it could very well be like, hey, man, I just want to get more touches, so I'm going to go and transfer. Um, but, but, you know, we, we have to ask the question. I would ask yeah. it anywhere else. So, so at this point, like with Clemson, you got to say what's going on in that running back room that nobody wants to say. Well, and of course, with the four-game redshirt rule that now exists, I mean, if you haven't played in your four games, <laughs> there's no reason to leave. Like, if if when Kelly Bryant decided to leave, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it. But you and I both know if he plays in another game, that year is done for him, and and he can't right. go on and that to was Missouri. His last year. Right. Yeah, and, and, and that's that was sort it. of a unique thing because it was his senior year, and he wanted to be able to play a year. Um, and, and I guess Lin Jay would be, and I don't even know how the COVID years work. Like, I don't know how many years these guys have left. <laughs> right. So, that's so the other thing. I don't, I don't they all have that COVID year, too. I mean, you're right. all over I, it. So I, don't, I honestly don't know how much eligibility these guys have left anymore. <laughs> I'd have to go look at, I'd have to go look, look, man, I, I have to go look at the roster for like a guy who I absolutely know what year he is. Like, I know for a fact how many years he's been there. Like, I know that guy's been there three years and see how he's classified on the roster to even tell how, how schools are classifying these guys. Like it's completely ridiculous, but, but no, you're, you're all over it. I mean, I, I think I, I asked Ross Taylor Clemson's SID about it, you know, before the season, he said, look, we're just going to 
put them in with the year they came in to Clemson and then roll from there. So, I mean, that's essentially how they've got it is by what year they en enrolled. So you kind of have a little idea. Again, Roddy Jones, Sirius XM, the ACC Network, again on Twitter at Roddy Jones 20. All right. Additionally, uh, and, and again, C.J. Spiller, we should note, has taken over that running back room uh, and with Tony Elliott moving to, to do tight ends and still continue to be the offensive coordinator. But how about the quarterback? I mean, look, some of the some of the things we saw on Saturday, I mean, the drop ball by Will Shipley, that's a catch he said he felt he would make 99 times out of 100. Uh, it, it's one of those things where even if, if DJ's good, everybody else is off or you know, when DJ's off, uh, it's – I can't figure it out, Roddy. We've talked about it, it seems like, every week. But I, I don't feel like I'm seeing improvement. Uh, I, I actually would say there's been a little bit of improvement, like marginal improvement. But like, like we talked about, like marginal improvement gets you to below average, you know. So, so I think their ability to uh, run the football – and he's run the football much better. He's been more decisive in his run. I thought he's gotten more – I think he's gotten more comfortable running the football, which has been good. Like that is an improvement. I thought some of the passes that he's thrown, like he has thrown some nice balls, the one to a Joe, a Joe being probably the best one. Um, there is improvement. But then you also have, you know, the bonehead throw, or, or I won't say it's a bonehead throw. It's, it's, a, it's just a very poor throw oh. that gets intercepted to, uh, to, to Justin Ross at the sideline. The, the Servatier Dennis, you know, shovel pass. That, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what they're teaching um, in, in terms of what happens. Usually, usually on that shovel pass, you're reading the end man on the line of scrimmage. Well, that guy dropped there, which to me would say one of two things is happening. Either he's caught to read the next guy that shows up, or if, if, a, if a guy drops like that, he's just going to run the football. Right. Because, Would you keep it? The guy yeah. That you're reading. Yeah, because the guy that you're reading is gone. That's what I thought. Usually, what, what, I, would, what I would assume is, is being taught, especially for a guy in his career where DJ is, is, hey, if that guy drops, something funky's going on. So just eat the ball. Like, just run it. You know, just, just tuck the ball and go and get what you can get because that's not the look that we want to run this to. We want to run this to a look where that guy is either coming at you or coming at, at the running back. He didn't get either one of those. So, so to me, it like kind of screamed like a little bit of a lazy, um, a little bit of a lazy read. He just kind of assumed like, hey, that guy's gone. I'm going to just pick it. Well, something funky was going on on the inside. And Servatia Dennis made a play. And he's a really good player. But, but uh, I mean, so, so you see improvement. But then you also see the things that make you pull your hair out. Um, I, I have been one of those that's been positing. We see the backup, what we saw Tyson Pumaton. And, um, I mean, he did some good things. But, you know, I think you saw the limitations there, too. Uh, probably should have picked him off twice. So, so you, get a, you get a little bit of both, man. It's just a frustrating thing. And, and to, you know, I, I think if I were Tony Elliott at this point, you, you, if you want to move the ball down the field, you almost have to go full on like, hey, we're going to be a quarterback run shot team. That's what we're going to be. We're going to run the football with our running backs. We're going to run the football with our quarterbacks. We're going to take shots. Um, unfortunately, you're trying to recruit five-star receivers, and that doesn't work for them. So, so it's a tough spot to be in. Again, follow him on Twitter at RoddyJones20. Roddy, appreciate you carving us in. I hate, I hate that mom was calling, and, and we took you away. Her baby boy, we took him away. But you're free. Go, go call your mom, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, my man. All good, man. I appreciate you having me. We'll hit a quick break. We'll be back with more of the show that shakes the Southland.
It's your chance to win $1,000. Yes! Text the nationwide keyword PAY to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in the nationwide contest. That's PAY to 200-200. Now, Columbia's most dependable traffic. Sponsored by Pope Davis Tire and Automotive. Home of the best tire prices in Columbia. Guaranteed. Fox Sports Radio 1400 traffic. Look out for a wreck on I-26 westbound near the 378 exit. Also an accident on two notch at Fire Lane Road. The 103.5 FM WVOC traffic tip line number is 343-1055. This report is sponsored by Circle K. Sip and save at Circle K with their new drink subscription. Enjoy one coffee or fountain drink every day for only $5.99 a month. Sign up in store or at CircleK.com. Circle K, take it easy. There's a hot new podcast we think you'll like. Variety's Strictly Business. Hear candid conversations about business deals, strategy, and the future of media and entertainment from industry A-listers. Hosted by Variety Business Editor Cynthia Littleton and Co-Editor-in-Chief Andrew Wallenstein. And once a month, Executive Editor of Music Shirley Halperin will join the conversation to discuss the business of music. Listen to Strictly Business on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Group training is a fun, accountable way to get in the shape. I'm Coach Stewart of Dynamic Health and Fitness. Come train with one of our special groups today. We will focus on giving you the support you need to get in shape. We use the Dynamic Mob featuring intervals of cardio, functional training, and strength training to change your lifestyle to make you healthy. Get started today at any of our locations in Lexington or West Columbia or call 803-408-4060 or online at dynamichealthclub.com. Calling all sports fans. iHeartRadio is the exclusive audio streaming partner of the National Women's Soccer League. For the first time ever, you can listen live to the biggest league games on NWSL Radio on the iHeartRadio app. The action kicks off Saturday, October 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern when Kansas City takes on OL Reign. And then Sunday, October 31st at 2 p.m. Eastern as NJNY Gotham FC takes on Racing Louisville. To purchase tickets, visit nwslsoccer.com slash tickets. Stream these games and get up-to-date highlights exclusively on NWSL Radio, only on iHeartRadio. By popular demand, Great Southern Homes now lists their coming soon communities online. Whether you're looking for a new home in your hometown, moving to a new town, or just want your pick of choice lots, this is the place to start. Great Southern Homes invites you to put the wow in your new home with options and upgrades. Live green, live smart in your new green smart home. Show your style and personalize your new home with options and upgrades from Great Southern Homes. Find your dream home today, greatsouthernhomes.com. Dad, this is fun. I didn't think I liked kayaking. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. But I think it's time to head back in. Okay. Can we come back? Sure. Tomorrow? <laughs> Let's check with Mom. Hey, be careful getting out of the boat. It's a kayak, Dad. <laughs> I'm going to return the kayak. Let's make sure you have everything. Yep. Can we walk home? How about a taxi? 233 North Maple, please. It's a short fare from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Also, find fun activities to do like boating and biking or camping and hiking. Plus much more. It's all right in your naturehood. Best day ever. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. Looking for South Carolina's favorite country? You'll find it at 97.5 WCOS.
a Thursday afternoon. Tim Bray joins us here. And, and Tim, welcome in. Look, I, I think both Clemson fans and Florida State fans obviously being the, uh, what I think they would both believe to be the premier football programs just historically in the Atlantic Coast Conference have to be a little bit, uh, you know, upset about where they sit right now in this 2021 season. But with Tommy Bowden going to be back in Death Valley for the first time since uh, he was the head coach at Clemson and Dabo Sweeney on the sidelines and, you know, all of that, plus honoring legendary Florida State Seminole head coach Bobby Bowden. Uh, it's sure to have some of, I guess, maybe even yesteryear, if you will, uh, in the air on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that's a good point, Lawton. It is kind of – it's unusual in that it's the first time since 2010 neither team has been ranked going into the game. Uh, the, these two teams have combined for every – uh, Atlantic Division Championship since and including 2009. Uh, but that's probably not, not happened uh, this year as uh, the two teams are combined just 507 and 7. So, um, but at the same time, we are going to honor um, Bobby Bowden in different ways uh, tomorrow. I think we're going to put, or excuse me, on Saturday, we're going to have the uh, logo uh, on, the, uh, on the field. There's going to be a video about the Bowden family and um, the impact it's had on the Clemson program and some of the great games, obviously, that we've uh, that we've had. And at the end of the first quarter, they're going to recognize uh, Tommy Bowden as uh, as well. He's coming with his uh, uh, family. Uh, his mother's not coming, but he's uh, he'll be here with his two children and their spouses. Uh, both his kids are Clemson graduates, so um, we're going to interview show at 245 so looking forward to uh seeing them yeah i think it's great it's something i've kind of pushed for a while you, you know the transition that took place back in 2009 to get into here 2008 to get into here on the program Dabo sweeney was asked about that 2003 season that was sweeney's first year florida state was uh undefeated in the country clemson had been walloped by Wake Forest, and they were five and four, I think, at that point. And Clemson fans were frustrated with where the program was, and uh, even pre, I guess, internet just being this huge thing that it is today. I mean, there was still plenty of fodder about a change needing to be made uh, at Clemson. But the Tigers come out, they win that game, they go on an incredible run. They beat South Carolina sixty-three to seventeen. They go on to be the number six ranked Tennessee team uh, in the the Peach Bowl. What do you recall about those days in and around the Clemson program as maybe even pretty early on in his tenure, Tommy Bowden was uh, maybe a bit on the hot seat, if you will. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, yes, he was. And I can... Uh... <laughs> I can confirm that uh, after we play, after we lost to Wake Forest, forty-five to seventeen. Again, it was forty-five nothing going to the fourth quarter. That uh, that Monday, I was given a list of uh, coaches to do research on. Um, 
ostensibly if there was going to be a, a change made at the end of the season. So it was a, a you know serious you know consideration. And then that next week, we uh, we beat um, Florida State twenty six to ten when they were ranked third in the country at the time. It was the third highest ranked team. Excuse me, it was the highest ranked team Clemson had ever defeated. And Florida State was coming off a 37 nothing whitewash of Notre Dame in South Bend. Uh, but somehow he rallied the forces. And, you know, the thing we'll always remember now, I was doing the Wake Forest game, uh, a replay on television. So I was not in the locker room right at the beginning of, of postgame. But he started out his talk to the team after that Wake Forest game saying, I fully expect us to beat Florida State next Saturday. And everybody, I'm sure, in there said, yeah, right, after we just got killed by Forest <laughs> by Wake Forest. Yeah. But it's uh it's amazing that uh you know Clemson went on and uh did not lose the rest of the season and Wake Forest did not win the rest of the season after that uh after that game. And you know, we beat the number six team, we beat the number three team. Uh and after that bowl game I always I walked up on the uh post game interviews after we beat Tennessee in the Peach Bowl. And uh, I remember Ron Green, uh, who covered us then, who covered the, the Charlotte paper. He's now one of the top golf writers in the uh, in the country. And he said, if there was a college football tournament now, Clemson would be the number four seed in the West Region. And that's how we had. Uh, that's how much we had. It, you know, jumped. We went from losing to Wake Forest to being a team that uh, nobody wanted to play at the end of the year. Yeah, also that night against Florida State, of course, Clemson honored uh, radio. And that movie, I guess, at that time must have just come out and sort of celebrating his uh, history at at T.L. Hanna and uh, all of that. And and I can remember thinking, man, what a huge night because the Bowden Bowls, as you know, were always unique with the the first father and son matchup in college football, I guess, at the FBS level. In, in 1999 and then on through what it uh, would eventually become. But, I mean, that was a huge moment, too, because really for, for Tommy Bowden, I mean, that was an undefeated Florida State team. And and you mentioned it was, what, the highest win Clemson had in program history. But it still, those teams were traditional under Bobby Bowden. That's saying something about the performance they got out of Charlie Whitehurst that night. Yeah, uh, it really was. He had a long pass to uh... – uh, Derek Hamilton for a touchdown about 56 yards and uh, Charlie ran in for a touchdown um, uh, in that game. Also, the defense had to play uh, had to play great and uh, and they certainly did. And so that was a big uh, you know factor in that game. But I, I do remember how shocked everybody was. Everybody expected Florida State to just annihilate Clemson and you know. Would, would that lead to a, a coaching change, uh, you know, immediately? But obviously the opposite happened, and and uh, Clemson went on a roll the rest of the year. Again, Tim Bray here on the show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk. I'll tell you what, we got 30 seconds until the break, Tim, so I'm going to put you on hold. We'll come back. I want to hear more about this list, uh, this list of coaches, if we can, uh, with Tim Bray. Again, uh, taking a look back at uh, some of the memories from – 2003 when Tommy Bowden and Davo Sweeney and that staff were on the hot seat. That was Sweeney's first year. Go read about it right now and hear the entire story on ClemsonSportsTalk.com. Again, just $63 
and 17 cents uh, for one year of premium coverage. Again, that's ClemsonSportsTalk.com. Stay with us. Help the planet with a tip from iHeartRadio Earth. Education doesn't just take place in the classroom. There are many ways for children of all ages to learn about sustainability and environmental education at home. Visit iRadio.com slash earth for a list of resources, activity guides, and tools for educational and fun for the whole family. Brought to you by iHeartRadio Earth and the National Environmental Education Foundation. To find more tips for smarter, sustainable living or to take action in your own community, go to iHeartRadio.com slash earth. Lawton Swan here. I know in sports, we're always talking about the big guy. Well, let me tell you, when you're buying a car, you don't need that. What you need to do is head down to Orangeburg to my good friends at Ferry Chevrolet Cadillac. Four generations of family-owned business right there at Ferry Chevrolet. No dock fees, no tricks, straightforward pricing in a low-pressure environment you'll love. Check them out online, ferrychevrolet.com, or call them, 803-536-1600. It's Ferry Chevrolet Cadillac, just a short 30-minute drive off of exit 145A in Orangeburg. Ready to get your home insanely clean for fall? Zero Res cleans like no other. No harsh chemicals are used, and no sticky, soapy residue is left behind. Right now, get three rooms of carpet clean for $119. Plus, when you mention this station, you'll get a hallway clean for free. Schedule online at zeroresColumbia.com. This is Chris Collinsworth. Here's what's trending on the iHeart Sports Network, presented by DraftKings. The Tennessee Titans are going old school with a run-first approach that has lifted them into a tie for the best record in the AFC. Derrick Henry is pulling this team along as he leads the NFL in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns with no fumbles. The Titans have had back-to-back wins over the Bills and the Chiefs, and the Titans' defense is top 10 against the pass and in the red zone. I'm Chris Collinsworth. Download the DraftKings app and use code SPORTS to get a free shot and millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Killer hits. Commercial free. That's Halloween radio on the free iHeart app. This spooky station is filled with nonstop Halloween hits. Or treat yourself to hundreds of spine-chilling tales told around campfires on Ghost Stories Radio. Plus, iHeart helps turn your house into the neighborhood's haunted headquarters with 3D Haunted House Radio. Download the free iHeart app today where everything you need for Halloween is all there waiting for you. iHeart. Discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love. Roxanne Watson is on a mission. Hello, how are you doing today? She wants more people to register as organ, eye, and tissue donors. Are you an organ donor? Yes, I am. Yay! My goal is to sign up the most people in the United States. <laughs> what drives her? Roxanne's own life was saved through the gift of a heart transplant, made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day that I was going to devote myself to the cause of organ donation and signing people up and honoring my donor by doing that. Now she's back to health, and she's a powerful force helping to save lives every day through her work. Imagine what you can make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Eight people can be helped with the major organs, and up to 50 people can be helped with a little bit of everything. And when you think about it that way, that you could help that many people, it's amazing, it really is. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does. Especially if there's no babbling at all. 
Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Fox Sports Radio 1400. Serving Columbia at 1400. And the world on the iHeartRadio app. The show that shakes the Southland, hanging out with Tim Beret on a Thursday afternoon. So, Tim, you were talking about uh, the changeover or the potential changeover at head coach, and what a wild time that must have been. So, were you asked after the game to make the list of potential names? Did I miss that? No, I was given a. I was. I was given a list. I was. I was not making the list. No, I was given a list to to, uh, to just research. Go on. Uh, find different articles and things about and, and, you know, statistical things or, or, uh, you know, whatever. So that's, yeah, that's how serious it, it, it was. Wow. So did, did, I mean, so you saw the names on this list? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, is there any that you could share 18 years later? Are these all still under wraps? Who was, Oh, well, I'd be honest with you. I, I, I can't remember them right now. I really, I can't. Well, th- none must have been very impressive then if none stood out at the time. Tim Bray with us here every Thursday. That's incredible uh, afternoon as we talk about your Clemson Tigers. And so, Tim, uh, with this game and, and obviously honoring uh, Bobby Bowden, you know, you mentioned in the piece that's going to be running the, the program on Saturday about the connections between these two schools because of both Bowden's and I asked Tommy a week ago, I said, you know, what was it about Dabo Sweeney that you saw that you thought would make him successful as a head coach? And he said, well, I saw a lot of similarities to my dad. Um, and I know you didn't have the, the the greatest relationship, not saying it was a bad relationship, but you didn't spend a ton of time around Bobby Bowden. But, you know, what was it about the connection you think between Tommy and Dabo Sweeney that sort of led him towards uh, Coach Sweeney being perhaps the next guy at Clemson? Well, yeah, I think, uh, you know, what he what he said, he did see a lot in his uh, of his dad in, in Dabo and whether it be, um, you know, just the way he treated his players, the way he treated his uh, coaches, um, his, uh, you know, religious uh, feelings, um, uh, just the way he just ran, you know, ran the program. I think he just saw that Dabo would would be, uh, you know, very much uh, like his dad, and um, that's, you know, proven to be the case. And part of the reason, probably, is because Dabo has adopted a lot of things as far as the tenets of the culture of his program. Um, you know, from what he learned from Tommy, which he, of course, got from from Bobby. And that's one of the things that I wrote about in this, in the program story that I wrote for this, uh, you know, this weekend, it's just amazing when you think about it, that the coach who beat Clemson more times than any other coach, 14 probably had the most positive effect on our, uh, on our program. I mean, when you look at the basic culture of the Clemson program, we got a lot of it from Bobby Bowden who beat us more than any other opposing coach. It's a great point, and it, it almost has made these two programs, whether or not the Bowden Bowl made them feel a little bit 
uh, related. There is sort of a kinship. Again, I mentioned it out of the gates with you that these are two programs that pride themselves in the Atlantic Coast Conference uh, on the football that they play. You also talked about the incredible run that they've had in the league together combined. And even more so, I think, for Clemson Tiger fans, what's been really sweet about the 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 run that Dabo Sweeney's been on is the fact that, you know, Florida State enters the league. They win all of these ACC championships. I, I, did they ever – I can't remember this. You'll, you'll know this right off the – did they surpass Clemson in ACC championships one, and then Clemson overtook them uh, during this stretch with Dabo winning seven uh, during this team? Yes, that is, that is correct. That so they correct. passed Clemson they when he passed them back. Yeah, they went. I think they went a couple ahead, and now we're three or four ahead. Yeah. So for Clemson fans, that's a pretty sweet deal because it it. I mean, you know this. You were right there. You're on the. You're on the. You're you're part of the uh, LA department the entire time. You've got like this behemoth in college football that just comes in and it's just crushing the league. And now I think for Clemson fans to kind of feel like they're back on top, they're they're strutting a little with their heads held a little bit higher. I'd say. Yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, when Florida State first came in, now the first game in 1992 when they came in the league, it was a great game. And it was a little bit of the passing of the torch. We were the defending ACC champion. We had uh, gone six consecutive years, 1986 through 1991, where we lost uh, only two games each year, actually two games each year. Uh, and then uh, Florida State beat us 24 to 20 in the first home night game since May 56, a game that was nationally televised on, uh, on ESPN. But then the next year, we went down to Tallahassee and they beat us 57 to nothing. Mm. And that was a Clemson team that finished with nine wins and, and uh, finished in the top 25. And they beat us 57 to nothing. That's incredible. And 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 you think that. Does that speak more to the talent that Bobby Bowden had at that time, or do you think Clemson performed? I mean, I know that's a long time ago, but I mean, I can remember thinking as a casual observer, and I was probably 16 or 17, I remember thinking, man, the state's just on a different stratosphere from Clemson. You know, in 1993, those who were seniors, that was the last recruiting class of Coach Ford. So we still had some pretty good players uh, led defensively by Brenton Buckner. Uh, we had a lot of def- really good defensive players um, from his that last recruiting class. Offense, you know, not so much. In fact, um, here's a stat for you. The 1993 Clemson team was the first team in ACC, ACC history to finish last in the league in total offense, uh, yet rank in the final top. 25. Wow. Well, look, I, irony here. I mean, you look at what this Clemson Tiger offense is doing this year. And again, I know uh, last weekend against Pitt, I, I've kind of put the magic number at that 28 points for Clemson. I think if they can get there, they can beat just about anybody, kind of given how good they are defensively. The problem is right now, still for this 2021 rendition of the Clemson Tigers uh, is scoring on offense. And, and with that, let's move forward to. Saturday afternoon's game against Florida State. Look, if you saw them at 0-4 to start the year, then you probably have missed out on uh, a little bit of a resurgence for Mike Norvell and his team. Uh, Certainly, they're doing a better job running the ball, and and Dabo Sweeney mentioned the fact they're not turning the ball over. Um, You know, what kind of challenge do you think Clemson's in for on Saturday? Because I believe most Clemson Tiger fans would have thought at the beginning of the year this was going to be maybe the most difficult game on the schedule 
but still a team that Clemson could outclass on the field. When we get back, Tim, I want to ask you about this 2021 FSU team and what you've seen from them. We'll hit a quick break here on the show that shakes the Southland as we roll along on a Thursday afternoon. When a community grows, its hospital should grow too. And that's just what we're doing at Lexington Medical Center. We recently launched the largest hospital expansion project in South Carolina history. Our new 10-story patient tower will help us take better care of patients, including the tiniest infants who need special attention. It will also make room for the growing number of patients who need surgery and intensive care. At Lexington Medical Center, our mission to serve our community never wavers. We're here when you need us today and we'll be there when you need us tomorrow. Let me tell you who I trust to protect my home and my family. Modern Exterminating. Hey, it's Lawton Swan, and when you need top quality service from a team that knows what bugs you, call Modern Exterminating, 765-2315. They're locally owned and offer a full complement of pest elimination services, including complete pest control, termite plans, moisture control, and more. Check out Modern Exterminating online at pestfreesc.com or give them a call today, 765-2315. Modern Exterminating. They know what bugs you. Hi, Scott here with Traditions fine jewelers. Everybody knows that diamonds are a girl's best friend. But did you know that now there's a new kind of diamond that's sure to become a girl's new best friend? I'm talking about loud grown diamonds, of course. They're exquisite, they're stunning, and they're incredibly affordable. Best of all, if you're looking for something big, they eliminate the need to settle for a lower grade stone because now you can get a beautiful eye-clean, bright one-carat diamond for less than $2,000. Or how about a gorgeous two-carat diamond for just $5,000? Or if you want to go really big, how about a three-carat for just $10,000? Yes, we still carry diamonds that come from the earth and we always will because there's nothing more romantic than an earth mine diamond but now modern technology gives you an amazing choice and we're all about it so come see us and start your journey toward getting the diamond of your dreams earth mined or lab grown it's your call and for the best selection of both come see us at traditions only at traditions fine jewelers now with two locations to serve you sunset boulevard in lexington or at the sand hill center in front of the fountain traditions fine jewelers where the Midlands get engaged. Sandhills location now open. Hi, I'm Alicia Kaufman-Quentin. My daddy, Billy Kaufman, opened Kaufman's Meat Plant at our present location in 1955. My family still works hard every day to ensure fresh quality cuts of beef, pork, and poultry. How about a tasty T-bone, ribeye, or New York strip steak? But to order at Kaufman's Meat and Place, just look for the signs near the intersection of US-1 and I-20 in Lexington. Call us at 356-0076 to place your order. Kaufman's Meat and Place, when you want the very best your money can buy. The American Red Cross urgently needs blood and platelet donations and asks donors to schedule an appointment to give now. Every two seconds, someone in the United States needs blood. Your blood donation is critical and can help save lives. Please, schedule an appointment today. Download the Blood Donor app. Visit redcrossblood.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS today. You can make a difference. Steven. Who said that? Me. Down here. <gasps> what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. Well, uh, what are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. Don't you remember me? Don't you know that we miss you? Miss me? Who misses me? You know, all your friends in the forest. The trees, the pond, that little fort that you made out of branches. We all miss you. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. Oh, I guess that makes sense. The forest is not that far away. Have an adventure today. I'm sure your mom would take you. You're right. I should get up. I want to have fun. Climb puddles, catch frogs, and climb trees. Hey, Mom! Yeah, hon? <gasps> Steven! 
What is that in your hand? It's my sense of adventure, Mom. It's telling me we need to get out of the house and have some fun in nature today. Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Fox Sports Radio 1400. Online at foxsportsradio1400.com. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app. And on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. And iHeartRadio Station. Tim Bray with us here on Clemson Sports Talk on a Thursday. So, Tim, uh, I was talking about Florida State before the break. Uh, what have you seen from them recently in the way they're playing? Yeah, um, obviously Florida State's done a good job, you know, running the ball. You know, but Clemson, Clemson has not run the ball uh, that poorly either. I think whoever runs the ball better is going to, uh, you know, be be successful. Now, Florida State hasn't faced a rushing defense. I don't think is as good as the one that that, that Clemson has and. And, you know, one thing about the Clemson offense now, you look at the ACC stats, we have faced the number one, two, and three total offenses in the ACC, and the number two, three, and four scoring uh, defenses, total defenses in the ACC and scoring defenses in the ACC. Obviously, we're number one in scoring defense, and and then you got Pitt, NC State and Syracuse below us. Then you throw in on top of that that we've placed the number one scoring defense and total defense in the country in Georgia. We've played some pretty good you know, defenses. Mm-hmm. Now, Florida State's rankings are not, you know, they're like seventh and eighth in most of the categories. So, uh, you know, maybe Clemson's uh, fortunes will be a little bit uh, better this weekend. But obviously Florida State's rushing attack is uh, going to be the second best that we face. Syracuse actually averages 242 a game on the ground and Florida State 230. Legendary Clemson SID Tim Beret is on Twitter at Tim Beret. Go follow him. And again, you can hear him on the call on Saturday alongside Don Munson, Reggie Merriweather uh, down on the field level as well uh, for this game of two uh, titans of the Atlantic Coast Conference for many years that are both still trying to get their footing and uh, I, I got to ask you this. Uh, a year ago, Clemson travels down to Tallahassee. This one still gets in my crawl, I'll be honest. Uh, they have one positive COVID test result come back, and then Tala- and the folks in Tallahassee decide they're not going to play that game. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I don't know that Dabo Sweeney's mentioned this. I don't think anybody's asked him. At least I didn't hear it. Maybe they did, and I missed it. But I would think that Clemson's ready to get their hands on the Seminoles on Saturday, if for nothing else, for what took place last year, having to go all the way down there only to turn and fly back with no game being played. Yeah, I know it was a frustrating situation, and they did ask Dabo about it. Uh, well, Cornblow asked him whether he they had buried the hatchet, and um, uh, you know Dabo, you know, said that there was not any issues uh, between the two uh, coaches, and I think they asked him. Well, you know the same, the same thing. Obviously, those were unusual situations, and we have a lot more knowledge about things now than we, uh, you know, than we did back. back that said, it was very frustrating to go all the way down there, spend all that money and time, and and not play um, a football game, a game that Clemson was, uh, you know, heavily favored. So, 
but you know what? If you get caught up in in in, in stuff like that, <laughs> I know most clubs and fans would agree. You know, let's let's try to score twenty points first. Let's uh, <laughs> we we haven't done that in regulation uh, yet. It's uh, absurd. Of course, of course, the opposition hadn't scored uh, twenty points on our defense in regulation. Uh, Pitt got twenty seven total points, but one of them was a was a uh, was a run back. You know, uh, we've lost three games this year. In those three games, the opposing offenses have scored four touchdowns in regulation, four total touchdowns, which is the same amount Clemson has scored uh, offensively in, in, in regulation. So it's been amazing. And those three teams, I believe, have scored 98 total touchdowns between the three of them this year. It's one of the most bizarre seasons I, I think we've ever witnessed. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, it's one thing that Clemson's offense, Tim, has struggled. It's the other that it's not as if they're getting, you know, blown out. I, I worry what I what I've mentioned here on the show today. In fact, is I just worry the defense could be wearing down. I mean, you've already got some mounting injuries, and they're spending an awful lot of time on the field. Yeah, you know, uh, as you said earlier, if Clemson could just score twenty eight points, I don't even know that that's as important as it is. Is just controlling the football and not having three and out. I mean, Clemson, I think, would have beaten NC State if we just didn't have so many three and outs. What do we have, seven out of eight possessions? We had a three and out, three and out, and one of them was an interception on or fumble on the first uh, you know, possession of the drive. And NC State ended up running 96 plays to our 49. So if we had just controlled the ball, even if we didn't score, uh, just get some more first downs and give our guys a little bit of rest. On the, and, and we had so many... You know, I mean, Skalski, I think, didn't play the last three quarters of that game. Brzee, of course, got hurt and was out. Uh, so there were a lot of guys out of that uh, of that game. Tim Beret again here on the Thursday. Final thing, Tim, kind of a, a fun little nugget, if you will. So I know that announcers across the country have trouble with names like DJ Uyunglele or Tyson Pumachan. Did you see the tweet that your broadcast partner, uh, Don Munson, put out of the soccer player at uh, Florida International that Clemson played this week? I certainly did, and I retweeted it last night. Uh, so we were at football practice before that, and he showed me that name, 22 letters in that last name. And he said he was going to say it once and then call him by his first name the rest of the game, which I guess is what he did. Fortunately, he wasn't a starter, and I don't think he played – that many minutes, but uh, yeah, uh, proud of Don Munson accepting that challenge and uh, and and saying his his name uh, his name must short circuit the uh, the NCAA box score that's done on the computer. I don't see how they possibly have made a computer program to fit his name in there. I, I did not hear Don say it uh, on the soccer match. I didn't listen to the call, but. Um... You know, if it doesn't get said on the radio during the Clemson football game this week, that would be a shame, Tim. That would just be a shame. <laughs> well, that's a good point. I might uh, I might see if I can get him to reenact it because I'll uh, tell you what, I'm not going to try it. No, Gara Gara Kichabara. I, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. It was unbelievable. Tim, thank you for your time. Great insight into the Bowden Bowl and uh, certainly excited to see Tommy Bowden in Death Valley this Saturday. I, as much as I have fought for – uh, I would say Jim Phillips to be in the ring of honor, even though he doesn't have a, a four-year degree, uh, getting Tommy Bowden back to Death Valley is also one of the the things I've been fighting for for a long time, just hoping that uh, the day would come. So I'm excited about Saturday. 
Sounds great. Yeah, we're all looking forward to it. All right, we got to get out of here. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Appreciate all the guests today. And again, until tomorrow at 4 o'clock when we kick off the show. As always, Lawson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Columbia's home for sports. Fox Sports Radio 1400. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.